Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tuning In, brought to you by Oasis by KR Asia. Today, I get to speak with Judith Julia Justin, founder of Wings Therapy and Learning Center. Jake was diagnosed with a rare genetic mutation called NAWC1 at a young age, which meant he needed extensive physical therapy from a very young age. Judith and Jake travel around the world to look for cutting-edge therapies that were not available in Singapore at the time. From there, Judith became certified and educated in these various therapy options, which led her to open wings. She wishes to provide every child the opportunity to achieve their full potential. Judith, thank you very much for joining us for Oasis. Really looking forward to this interview. So I thought we'd just start it off just by asking about the origins mm-hmm. of Wings Therapy, how you founded it, what was the story behind it, and what are some of the unique services that you provide for patients in Singapore? Okay, um, Wings was actually founded in 2017, and the founding of the center is actually inspired by my son. His name is Jake Knight. He was recently diagnosed with a very rare genetic mutation called NACC1. He's one in 16 kids around the world with this very rare genetic mutation, which means that it doesn't, it's not inherited by from mom or dad. It's just something that mutated on its own. So prior to that, he was diagnosed with quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Are you familiar with that? Not, not. Quadriplegic cerebral palsy is when a child sustains birth injuries in utero or outside or during the birthing process and it causes lesions or injury to the motor functions of the child and motor functions in the brain. So it can affect all four limbs and your speech and your vision or it can affect two limbs. So quadriplegic cerebral palsy is when the injury caused to the brain has affected all four limbs and vision and model and speech and hearing sometimes. So that's cerebral palsy. It's non-progressive. Initially, that was what he was diagnosed with, you know. But as the years went by, we found that he was quite different from kids with cerebral palsy. So my journey actually with Jake began at a very young age and he was attending a lot of uh, traditional services here in Singapore, which they are very good, physiotherapy, occupational therapy. But I didn't feel that these services was going to take him to the next level or help him live a better life. I felt that the services were more, you know, um, maintenance services. So I started looking around for answers. So I went on the internet, I did my research, you know, I found stem cells to begin with. So I whisked him away to China and we did a couple of rounds of stem cells. Then I started looking in therapy. So I found the therapy here to be a little bit traditional and just accepting of the child's condition, but not pushing the child to the next level. So I decided to bring him into different programs, you see. So we flew to Philadelphia for two years and we did the Glenn Doman program. And following that, I started him on suit therapy. For that, we flew to Poland, you know, 47 hours. 47 (laughs) hours around the world to a very small seaside town in Poland called Cholpi. 
So we flew to Germany, I think it was Berlin or Munich. Munich. Then from Munich at that time I was in branding. So I had asked my client who was Lufthansa, hey, can you help me with special assistance when I arrived in Munich? Mm -hmm. And they were really nice because they got a special airlift. I said, I'm coming in with my special kit, mm -hmm. so I need some help. <laughs> my client was really cute because everyone got off the plane and they said, you guys just stay in your aeroplane seat. And when the doors opened, the airlift came up. There were four big, muscular German men. <laughs> and I was thinking, what is this for? You know, my son is like three years old. So they were under the impression that they were going to airlift this big boy. You know, then they saw this little boy. But anyway, long story short. <laughs> So we went from Munich, we flew all the way to the seaside town. After the 47 hour flight, we drove for seven hours in a truck, mm. open air truck with our luggage in the back. And I had two little kids in tow, it was Jake and his little brother Tommy and grandma and one nanny. And we went to this little seaside town and that was when I started to get more insight into what we provide now is suit therapy. So suit therapy is inspired by the Russian astronaut program. So they found that when astronauts got back from space, they suffered muscular atrophy. So their gait, their muscles had wasted away, their gait was quite akin to people that suffer from cerebral palsy or neuromuscular disorder. So they designed the suit that gives the body alignment, proprioception, sensory, and you are supposed to do function in the suit, exercise, right? And then you would get your function back. So this is the inspiration behind suit therapy. And since then, that therapy is now being used for kids and adults with special needs. So that was the first therapy that I learned of, you know, and it was very different because when I arrived for my first session with Jake, they asked me what my goals were. And I said, oh, maybe lift his head up or do a little bit of rolling because that was what I was accustomed to hearing from others. This is what we're gonna work with, with Jake. And I said, but no, he's three years old, you know. He needs to be crawling, he needs to be knee walking, he needs to be standing, you know. So they just did it. It was facilitated, but they did it. Mm. You know, so it was a completely different way of thinking. It was a completely different way of communicating with the child, the way they communicated with the child. He would go into biofeedback sessions and he's non-verbal. You know, but they would say, Jake, I need you to squeeze your glutes, your left gluteal muscle. He's three years old. He did it. You know, so it was then that I knew that kids with special needs, their intelligence is actually quite high. It's just that they don't have the ability to express themselves mm -hmm. in the way that we would express ourselves. And there are too many limitations being placed on them from a very, very early age. 
actually it's not just in Asia, it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. All over the world they have this thinking. So I started my journey with suit therapy. Prior to that, I said I went to Glenn Dolan program. There I learned about how to teach a baby who is blind to see, with cortical blindness to see, how to teach a baby to read, you know, how to feed them good foods, you know, stay away from medications, stay away from surgeries, how to give your baby high intelligence, you know. So I learned a lot of things on how to deal with kids who are nonverbal, who are ambulatory. Then I went on to suit therapy and I traveled not to Poland because I found that was too far, but I found a, a place closer to home, which was in Los Angeles, uh, also another intensive therapy center. And we would go there twice a year, three times a year, and we would stay for about three months of each go for intensives. And we would always go through an intensive model of therapy. I know you probably saw it on my website. Mm-hmm. What it is in very layman's term is boot camp. So it's like three weeks and the kids go through between two to four hours of therapy. Following that, a mom I met in Los Angeles said to me, hey, Julia, have you seen this therapy? I say, what is that? And she said, look at this, it's Cuevas Mating Exercises. And I said, uh, where is it? She said, in South America. I said, I don't want to go to South America. I said, so far. You know, but when I started seeing, like watching the videos and seeing, I said, oh, wow, this is intriguing. It's quite interesting. You know, it's quite avant-garde. So I started learning about that. And finally, I took my son. We went to Chile. And we met with the founder of Cuevas Mimic Exercises and he was working with my son and truly it was amazing. This is all the equipment that we use for Cuevas Mimic Exercises. So this is really the journey that, you know, it was my journey with my son mm. that led me to this place. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. And all the techniques that you mentioned, they are offered here at once. Yeah, so mm-hmm. suit therapy, yeah. spider cage, universal exercise unit, cuevas medic exercises, they are all offered here. So all my entire team is actually specially trained and myself too. So we are all trained to offer these therapies. Do we do traditional therapy? We do not. Mm-hmm. We do not because the gains from it is, it just takes far too long. So. A three-week intensive, what a child gains from a three-week intensive is what a child would gain from a whole year of therapy. And you know, time is our greatest enemy. You know, you get bigger, gravity hits you, it's harder. So, yeah. So, you sort of touched on the lack of these options in Singapore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it seems like these are very readily available overseas. They're not. So they're not? We are actually one in five or six centers around the world Mm -hmm. that offer these services. It's very few and far between. Mm. And the therapy teams were highly specialized therapists. So, you know, we make the impossible possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a kid could come with us with a genetic condition, 200 cases around the world. Research has said that these kids will never walk. They will never crawl. They will never sit. 
we have one kid, he's the only one that can walk wow. in the whole entire world. Mm. So you know these centers, we are just one in about five centers around the world. Mm -hmm. So there's probably a center in Europe, there's two centers in North America, there's one in Australia, there's one in the Middle East, and then there's a class. Mm. Yeah, so it's uh, so few. For example, CME therapists, there's mm -hmm. only about 800, 900 therapists around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why is there such a, a lack of options? Globally, it's a good question because mm -hmm. these therapists are actually considered avant-garde methods. Mm -hmm. You know, so there are not at this point mm -hmm. enough research and double-blind studies to medically prove that these therapies work. Mm -hmm. But you know, as parents, we don't care about the research studies. <laughs> You know what I mean? We want our kid to progress. So, for example, the founder of Cuevas Medic Exercises, his name is Ramon Cuevas. He lives in Santiago, Chile. He is about 76 years old. In his lifetime, you know how many kids he has made from ambulatory to walking? Give me a number. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know, maybe... Few, few hundred or more? Over 40,000 children wow. have walked from his therapy, you know? Mm. So, the same with suit therapy, you yeah. know? What uh, the community says is impossible, it is possible, but you just need to have the right training, the right expertise, and the right tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, with the lack of access to these, mm -hmm. these options, you know, it must create a level of inequity for, for children all over the world. Because, you know, you, if, if you can't get access to therapy, obviously, you know, you're not going to progress. And, you know, is this an area that needs wider attention or awareness? Oh, yeah, mm. totally. You know, but it is also about the medical community recognizing and supporting these therapies, you know, and it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we tend to focus on who is looking for an answer. Is it the doctor? No. Is it the therapist? No. Is it the special needs educator? No. The people that are looking for answers and a solution to their child's problem is parents. You know, it's moms, it's dads. And that's who we target. You know, that's who our community is. Yeah, and there are some medical practitioners and some traditional therapists that are starting to take notice by say, oh my gosh, my patient is doing so much better. So, for example, we have Cameron. I don't know if you saw him as he walked past. He's from New Zealand. Okay. So he had been working on a child in New Zealand for over one year. Just on getting this child to sit, the child flies off, goes off for an intensive in Australia with another center. Comes back, child is sitting. And he's thinking, what happened? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so that's when he started, his mind began clicking. And really it was my son that inspired all of this, you know, because I was looking for an answer. And I found my answer here. So, with all these different therapies, and for many years, I did try to talk to the private sector, to some public 
organizations is, hey, why didn't you guys just do something? Mm. Do something because it works, you know. And then I used to post intensives in my house. So I would clear all the furniture and a team of therapists would arrive in from the United States. I would have a team of 10 kids and they would be treating that those kids for a whole month. You know, but it wasn't sustainable financially because we have to pay for flights, accommodation, and food for a whole month. So each family would have to pay approximately $10,000 for an intensive. That is between two to four hours. So that's when I decided, you know what, I'm just going to learn all this stuff. And I, I started getting certified and I started treating my own son first attending courses, training, going to Chile, working with the master of CME, working with the master of NeuroSuit. So that's how I got all my skills. Then I decided, okay, since nobody's going to do it, I will just quit my job in branding mm. and just do it, you know? So I did it. Okay. And, and it's been fantastic because we've had thousands of kids from across Asia mm-hmm. walk through our door since we Mm-hmm. So you've sort of touched on the impact that you're having with your patients, which is which is brilliant. And are you seeing an impact in the wider community as well? Uh, you know, with, with parents and other people, so it's, you know, becoming a bit more aware of the work you're doing. We're getting there slowly, mm-hmm. slowly but surely. You know, sometimes parents have a tough journey because they are listening to advice from many different people, yeah. doctors, therapists families, you know, and very often there's no hope, you know, like there's not a lot of hope in this area, you know, yeah, sure, you know, let's do what we can to get your child from A to B. So they start searching for an answer and that's when they come to us. And a lot of parents are so happy because they say, oh my God, I don't need to go to the United States. I, I can just fly from Jakarta to Singapore. So we have a lot of kids from Southeast Asia pre-COVID, but now our center is full with just local kids, you know, all kids that are living in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the parents are all hoping for their kids to get independent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Long-term, do you see or hope therapy techniques become more widely practiced? I'm sure that in time, globally, the medical community will accept this you know there are quite a lot of research studies being done on suit therapy it's been used on adults with parkinson's so i do feel quite positive singapore is starting to put a lot of focus on the special needs communities with better facilities better school better education so i feel that while we are behind i think it's starting to unfold You know, and parents, especially the younger generation of parents, they're not going to accept that their child is, this is their status quo, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of our parents are in their early 30s, young children with special needs, you know, they are looking for an answer and they do question, you know, the diagnosis or this is your prognosis. How do you know? Mm -hmm. We have kids who come in here who have been told that your child will probably not live till five years old. You know, so just enjoy, don't do anything. But the child is now 15 years old. <laughs> do you know? 
He's you know, but we didn't know that the child was going to live, you know, but now the child is 15 years old. And we need her to move. Very often, kids with special disabilities, very often, not always, but very often, it is the lack of movement which causes respiratory issues, digestive issues, contractures, dislocated bones. So if you imagine yourself being on a bed for five years or even one year, what's going to happen to your body? Wasted away, yeah. right? Whatever ability that you have will be taken away from you. It's the same concept. If you don't move the child, the child will not progress. So movement is essential to us. Yeah. I mean, there have been cases of kidnappings, you know, I don't know if you've read a few where just taking away where they've locked a girl up in a room with no sunlight, no food or food, strapped to a bed, you know. There have been cases like this in watch a lot of private shows. <laughs> right. But you know, these victims actually lose their sense of vision, they lose their sense of speech, they are too weak to move. It's the same thing, you know, if you don't move your body, how does your joints develop? You can't. So it's a very simple concept to understand, but... So obviously you you and the team are doing some very good things here. What are some other initiatives that parents with uh, kids with disabilities should be aware of in Singapore or... What are the services? Yeah, services or other similar initiatives. I think that, very simply put, right, parents need to be aware that there is a solution for your child. They just need to look for the right avenue to get that solution, you know. So when you hear that your child will never walk, will never talk, will never move, then you need to push against those statements and give hope and inspiration to your child. So really simply, there's so many services around, you know, but they shouldn't lose hope. Hope is the biggest thing that parents need, right? So that's what we need to give. There is a lot of services, especially in the last five years. Singapore has grown exponentially. There are a lot of private schools that work with special kids. There are a lot of new services on the market. So, um, yeah, don't give up. Just keep hoping. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That was actually my last question. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Yeah.